Welcome to Learn Something New Every Day. I am Joan Boyko, Coordinator of Communications and Community Outreach for the Palm Springs Unified School District. We are here each Sunday at 6.30 a.m. on 99.1 FM KGX and 9 a.m. on 92.3 FM KWXY. We also invite you to download and subscribe to our podcast. It is really easy. All you have to do is go to iTunes, look for you Learn Something New, press subscribe, and you will get a new show each week. This show would not be possible without my dynamic duo of student interns here in the Digital Arts Technology Academy, also known as DATA, at Cathedral City High School, under the direction of Mr. Bryce Johnson. Our interns are Jasmine Rivera and Myra Canseco. They're just about ready to uh, pack their bags and head off to college. And ladies, I cannot say enough about how you've kept us afloat this year. Haven't even met you in person. But on behalf of all of us, extremely grateful. Congratulations on your graduation and the best of success in college. And today on the show, I am both very pleased and also very sad to welcome our outgoing superintendent of schools, Dr. Sandra Lyon. Welcome back, Sandy. Thank you, Joan. I cannot believe that in just a few short weeks, you're going to be leaving our Palm Springs Unified family. And um, I'll, uh, you know, I'll be upfront the way I am with this show each and every week is that I'm still not doing in-person shows, even though officially we probably could. But we finally got the technology down to do things remotely. And we're just going to close out the year that way. Um, for this particular interview, I'm actually a little glad that I'm not <laughs> sitting across from you because I probably... Um, not be able to hold it together. So because I'm not looking at you, I, it'll be a little easier. I agree. But, I feel the same way. Yeah. So I wanted to take some time today to, to provide an opportunity for a little bit of reflection. You've been with us for five years and mm -hmm. unbelievable how fast it's gone in some ways. Yeah. And in other ways, it feels like you've been here forever. <laughs> So, but you joined us in 2016 from Santa Monica, Malibu. So uh, for those who happen to be first timers, you better not be, but if you are, we'll give you a, a pass. Um, <laughs> what made you decide to come here to Palm Springs Unified and did it meet your expectations? Well, the history of how I came to apply and have the wonderful opportunity to serve as superintendent here is that um, I really, I knew, you know, I wouldn't work forever. And I wanted to make sure that in the last years of my career, I was working in a district where there were really identified needs and students who uh, are living in underserved communities and to be a part of a team that could really help elevate and lift those students up. And I knew about Palm Springs Unified because many years ago, when I was a Thinking Maps consultant, I did training here. And so it had always been a place that was in my memory. And um, I've told the story, and it's a true story, that when I was doing one of the trainings here, my husband came with me and we sat down at the old Starbucks uh, <laughs> if <not laughs> before it moved this, to the other side of the street. And we were just looking around. It was early in the morning, marveling at how beautiful it was. And, you know, my husband said, oh, I could live here. This would be such a great place to live. But at the time we had, you know, teenagers in 
school or middle school and high school taking care of my mother. And it just wasn't even feasible to think about it. So we sort of abandoned that idea. And then, you know, fast forward to 2016 and I learned that Chris Anderson was retiring and just decided to throw my hat in the ring. And I was truly fortunate to be able to be the one that was selected and serve five of the most important and impactful years of my career. Well, I, you know, uh, Santa Monica Malibu's loss was certainly our gain. And, uh, you know, well, we knew that from the, the minute you walked through our doors. And one of the things that I recall um, you sharing in your first visits with staff it is how you felt the love and the pride mm-hmm. that that feels in this in this district and if we were looking at each other you'd put your hand on your heart that's right i did anyway <laughs> because that's what that's what and you said you you're not just not just saying it that people actually do that when they yeah. talk about this place that's right it is a really special place. And, you know, we're like any district. We have our challenges and areas for continued growth and improvement. And we have a real history and a real unity in the community around uh, supporting our district and our families and our staff and students. And it is truly a, a community in every sense of the word, even though we obviously serve different communities and different cities, there is a real sense of who we are as Palm Springs Unified. And, and to be able to be a part of that has just been tremendous. That's so true. I've been here for 21 years and a few years back, it's probably more than a few now, it's probably eight or nine. This job opened in my homeschool district, which is mm-hmm. down the road a piece in Desert Sands. And I can't tell you how many people asked me if I was going to apply just because the district office is in my backyard. Right. And I said, are you kidding me? Why would I ever consider <laughs> leaving, right. leaving well, the so place I'm in? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if I would have gotten the job anyway, but that's kind of beside the point. I just never even right. considered it because when you you know, when you, you got a, literally uh, an extended family of yeah, you do. 2,000 people, you don't leave because yeah. it's a little closer to home. So, <laughs> yeah, that's so true. So as you reflect back on um, the, the five years you've been here, what stands out for you in terms of where we were, where we are and where we're going? Mm. Well, you know, again, as I've said, this is a special place. And so when you come into a district like ours, you know it's already a healthy organization. Um, And we knew that there were some things that it was time to kind of make a move on. And so one of those was updating our uh, vision and mission and coming up with belief statements. And that was my first year here that we undertook that work. And I look back on that time as being so important for me to understand kind of the thinking of the people in the district. We had a pretty large committee and we we came up with a document that, you know, hopefully will continue to be updated and revised. It's a living document and so it will be changed. But I, I really think um, there were some pieces like that that just, you know, weren't done just like they in any district, there's always the next thing to do. And so I really feel good about that. We um, revitalized PLCs. We started really um, focusing on getting more um, community and staff 
and student input. And we've done that even more so, I would say, in the last year with COVID because of the ability to use Zoom. Um, and I think, you know, if I look really close, and so I, let me just go back curricularly. I'm really proud of the work that we've done around embedding professional development for our teachers at the school level so that it's meaningful. So they're looking at their own data, setting their own goals, understanding the needs of their own students. I think that that work as a learning community is critical and it really is the only thing over and over again that moves the dial for all students. And so I, I'm hopeful that that work will continue. Um, most recently, I'm really proud of the work that we've done with the Anti-Racism Coalition um, and the board policy that was written and approved just a few months ago that really codifies uh, what our expectations are as a district for serving uh, all students in our communities and being very cognizant of the needs of different student groups and also calling to the forefront the specific needs of our African-American students. And so um, it's been challenging work, but we have really made some headway and I'm really excited to see where that goes in the future. Uh, all outstanding um, accomplishments. And, uh, and I know you, being the person that you are, don't see them as your accomplishments. But I don't know that they would have happened if you weren't here driving the bus. And when I say that, I'm talking about the fact that if I, you know, there's a lot of um, adjectives that I could point to to describe you and your leadership. But I think one of the ones that stands out for me as a member of the team is collaborative and wanting and truly valuing the input of all of the stakeholders. A lot of people talk that talk, but not that many people walk that walk, and you have. And, um, and, and that means a lot. It, it means a lot to, to all the stakeholders. It means a lot to the, to the staff, to the students, to the families. And um, because, you know, I, when you actually ask for input and take it to heart and actually apply it <laughs> that's different than just asking because you have to right well i you know i really i think i've had great experiences with that in in other locations i've learned from a lot of people that i've worked with of how important that true two-way communication is and you know it's messy um, yeah. And so people don't always like it because it's not as efficient sometimes. And we are always in this, you know, mode of needing to get something done, meet the next deadline, um, grind out the next report, whatever it is that it, we're trying to meet the expectations of other folks to whom we're accountable. And yet, if we don't involve folks, that's when um, we hit roadblocks and bumps in the road as we as we go forward. So I really am happy that um, I think that's a cultural shift that we've made pretty well as a team and and will likely continue because um, people have opinions, they have ideas, and we sometimes don't listen to the end user, the students, right? How, how is our experience for you? Are we doing what we need to be doing? I think you're going to see more of that in the future with Dr. Sweezy as well, really making sure that we're checking in with our students to see how we're meeting their needs and propelling them toward their futures. Absolutely, and that's kind of a good segue into uh, talking a little bit about this past year and a third um, 
in this, uh, you know, you almost don't want to, but it's, it's really important because I think we've certainly learned a whole lot through COVID-19 and um, having to pivot and change the way we've done pretty much everything. Right. And, um, so in your, first of all, Sandy, what was it like to be the, you know, you always say, okay, well, the weight of the school district is always on the superintendent's shoulders. Right. And that, and that's true to an extent, but you, you do have, you, we have a great team here and, and the cabinet's fabulous. And, but when it came to this, I, yeah. I, I, can't, I would only have to imagine that that pressure had to be far greater because it was something that nobody ever experienced. So where well, do you go? Yeah. Well, I'll say this, I, you know, it, it, there's something to be said for having some experience because I do think that's the only thing that kept me from going over the edge, was, <laughs> you know, having some things to draw on. And I've, you know, talked to and supported a lot of colleagues this last year many of whom were newer in the seat and you know just that lack of exposure and time with that responsibility made them a little bit more vulnerable to the pressures i think um but i will, I will say i you know you worried every day especially back and think about it, what it was like 13 months ago we just didn't even understand anything about the virus yet what worked what didn't work what we had to do what were the risks and so of those uh, times as a superintendent where, and I will say a rare time, where you're dealing with information that really isn't in your purview. You know, I'm not a medical expert. Um, I'm not somebody who should be making health-based decisions. And yet at the same time, we didn't know enough to be getting, you know, really good, solid the way we are now. So it was very much no man's land and people trying to sort out what all of the different um, data points meant. And, you know, I, I go back to thinking about last summer where we were still working at home, right? We had closed schools March 13th. We sent everybody home. Um, you know, we had some essential folks who had to be on campuses or here at the district office. But for the most part, to protect everyone's health, we were having people work at home and not something I've done in my career. <laughs> so right. that was a new experience. But I, being on my couch, I was in a cabinet Zoom meeting and they were in the Zoom. I, I left my home office and I went out and took a phone call from another superintendent. And he was saying, you know, this was probably August, start school normal. And I'm like, really? How are you going to do that? <laughs> and so fast forward to now, and I talked to that superintendent uh, recently and, and he laughed and he said, yeah, well, I got saved because the executive order went in place and you know, we, we couldn't do that. We had to keep everybody on distance learning. But it just shows you how much we were all kind of grasping at straws at that point, trying to make good decisions with a dearth of information and really a dearth of understanding about what we were dealing with. Uh, yeah, totally. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Learn Something New Every Day on KGX and KWXY MI. Very, very special guest is our outgoing superintendent of schools, Dr. Sandra Lyon. And we're reflecting upon COVID-19 and how it, it, it literally threw everybody for a loop. And at the same time, it was, it was um, having you at the helm 
when we were all trying to figure out what do we do next. Um, I never saw you lose it. I can't speak for your husband, Paul, and what happened, <laughs> and, you know, in the privacy of your own home. That's but you, you might tell a different story. Exactly. But um, you've you've been a rock and um, that kind of what well, how do I put it like uh, without with without missing a beat you took the bull by the horns and said okay everybody now we need your best ideas we need your you to put your your best foot forward and uh, we're gonna do this and we're gonna be stronger than we were before on the other side of it and literally that is what happened I um I reflected upon this in a, a leadership team meeting. No, it was our um, our extended cabinet yeah. meeting a few weeks ago when I just like, there's I think there's about 40 people in that room. And as I, I looked around and realized that not one single time during these um, 15 months, 16 months, did I ever hear anybody say, we can't do that. No, there's no way we can do that. It, it was the complete opposite. Everybody just like said, okay, we got to do this. We're going to make it work. And nobody missed a beat and everybody right. made it work. But to your point, that's why a team is so important, right? No one person can make decisions and carry them out and do all of it on his or her own. So having that ability to have everybody really given their best. And that's what our team did without a doubt um, made the difference. And I, I also want to just give kudos to our board of education because yeah. um, I think in a lot of places we've been reading about it, obviously, you know, as we've watched other districts open, not open hybrid, everybody, just a variety of things that have happened um, and creating some consternation in some communities. Mm -hmm. And, you know, our board of education uh, which is a very highly trained board and you know we have some new me newer members but um really have done their homework and and know their role they really stayed in the governance and policy role that they they need to occupy they asked us tough questions they wanted to make sure that what we were doing was meeting community needs but they really supported our decision making um they you know we would get feedback from them and then come back and revise our recommendations but it was always a really good um, synergy that we had with the board as staff that I think also made a huge difference for our district. They're very piped into their communities. They are the folks who liaise between the communities and staff, and they just did an excellent job with that, I think. And um, so I'm really grateful for that because I know that didn't happen in all communities and isn't happening in all communities. That's so true. And uh, one of our board members said this at a recent meeting. She thanked the community for yeah. trusting us. Right. And you know what? I never, I really didn't look at it that way. I, yeah. I was grateful that we haven't had, like some other districts, a whole lot of controversy and backlash. Um, you know, uh, because of the decisions we've made all in the interest of health and safety and trying to do what's best for uh, our students and our staff and not taking risks that, you know, could backfire. But I really didn't see it as, wow, they trust us. And they do. 
I, yeah. I really do think that it's that. I mean, like, you know, you, sometimes I think you and I would joke around and say, so do they trust us or do they not care? And I don't, and it's not that. They, oh, they, no, it's our parents care. Yep. Our parents care a great, great deal. And they also support and trust our administration and our board of education. And of course, our principals and our teachers and all of our support staff. Well, so. and I think, you know, when you think about what a, what a community is, it, it's a, a group of people who really support each other. It doesn't mean we all agree all the time. Right. And, and instead of thinking about what your own personal needs are, you're thinking about what's best for the community as a whole. And I think that's really what our community members did. It didn't serve them not to have their kids in school five days a week. It was very challenging for a number of our community members. But they also understood that for a number of our community members, the risk of exposure uh, was very dangerous and right. was something that we needed to really keep in the forefront of our minds, keep that health and safety front and center as we determined how to come back. And so, you know, again, testament to a strong community is that ability to knit together when you're really going through tough times and to rise above what may or may serve you because you're thinking about the community as a whole. Absolutely. And um, so before we get into your, your final thoughts and what you're looking forward to in the future, what advice do you have for our families who are struggling with like, you know, it's not really, it's not a hundred percent over, but we're, we're getting closer, but yeah. struggling with the aftermath of COVID-19, the social, emotional, mental health issues, what advice do you have? So one of the things that we're really fortunate um, to have in Palm Springs Unified is a really robust mental health um, program. And so we also understand the importance of social emotional learning. So know that as your students come back, whether it is right now or in the future in the fall or in the summer, we will be doing a lot of work with our students around social emotional learning. And that's just meaning that we're gonna help students be able to understand how they're feeling, to navigate and self-regulate and be able to address uh, the variety of emotions that students are going to experience. We know anxiety and stress have been high in student populations during this time. And we know that coming back to a school setting can also increase that. So if you are a parent who has a child who's experiencing anxiety, stress, depression, please contact your teacher, your principal, your counselor. Um, we have robust um, experiences for students from everything from those classroom conversations to small group counseling to individual counseling. And it can be done in a variety of ways. And, and no student should suffer. So know that our district has resources you may not even be aware of and just contact. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, sorry. Go ahead. I just don't want to change you on your legacy that you're leaving behind. Okay. The, the second thing is um, we really do have some summer learning opportunities that are going to be really important for students to start getting reconnected to a school campus, uh, to learning in a different way. So we really want students to avail themselves of those in-person opportunities if they can, and there will be online opportunities as well. And then finally, just don't hold out, uh, don't give up hope because hold out hope, I should say, because in the fall, we do believe it's going to look a lot more like it did before COVID-19. You'll be wearing masks 
washing your hands. And we do believe we'll be five days a week with everybody back on campus. Amen to that. All right, Sandy, in the yes. final moments that we have, what legacy or legacies do you hope you will leave behind for our staff, students, and family? Well, you know, Joan, you sort of said it earlier. My, my belief is really that we're better together. And so if, if I've led the ability for more people to collaborate, to, for voices to feel like they can and should be heard, uh, for that sense of, of a real learning community, that's really what I'd hope for. And again, um, it only happens when you're part of a team, and I've been able to be that. And I think we are a collaborative, supportive district. And, you know, hopefully as an educator, and I'm looking back, you know, to my times as a teacher and as a principal, um, you know, there was something you did for somebody along the way that helped them access something for themselves. And that's really what we do as educators. We want to build capacity in people. We want to help people be them, their best selves. And so hopefully somewhere along the way, you've been able to help do that. And honestly, Sandy, I, I know that I speak for more than myself. I, there's a ton of people around here, staff students, parents, who you've done that for numerous times, if not on a regular basis. So thank you so very much for everything that you've been for Palm Springs Unified, two and four Palm Springs Unified. And to say you're going to be missed is the understatement of the year, but you're, stick, you're sticking around the valley at least part-time, right? Yep. Full-time for now. We love oh, you here. Well, then we're going to, no doubt, we're going to put you to work. So, okay. Bring it on. Thanks, Sandy. We love Thank you. you. Thank Joan. you so much. Love you. Our show airs each Sunday right here on KWXY and KGX. Our podcast is uploaded each week. Please subscribe by going to iTunes. Look for you, learn something new. Press subscribe. Please tell all your friends to do the same. Thanks for listening. We're going to have our new superintendent. Don't let the door hit you on the butt, Sandy. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Sweezy on in a couple of weeks. Thank you, Myra and Jasmine, and we will see you next week.